Hey, welcome to What's On Your Mind. I'm Peter Schnauwart and today I have Sige Nagels as a guest. She lives in Zurich. She was born in Belgium and she used to be an architect engineer and now she's a full-time painter. And what an amazing story. Enjoy. See you. Bye-bye. Welcome to What's On Your Mind with Peter Snowart. Every week a guest talks about his or her story and that story can inspire you to change your own. Here's Peter. Here we go. Hi, Siege. How, how do I pronounce your first name in English? Uh, Siege. 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 Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Thank you. Now, um, you were born in Belgium, mm-hmm. but now you're living in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Now, a very easy question. This, uh, you, how long have you been living in Switzerland? So in March, it will be eight years. Uh, eight years. Okay. Yeah. Um, easy question. The whole Corona thing, how was that for you? I mean, is it, was it a, a kind of an opportunity? Was it a, a threat? Uh, the, yeah. Yeah. So it has definitely been an opportunity mm-hmm. um, because all the reinventions you need to do. <laughs> regarding your business, personal level, you know, and, and the other stuff was, so we, I was homeschooling, um, three children for a longer period, uh, on my own. Um, and, um, it was really looking for balance. And what I, what I really liked was that I, I'm normally very close to my children already because um, I'm working from home, right? Mm-hmm. So you organize yourself to be there when the children are from school or are home from school. And right now, I I even go to get closer to them. Okay. So that was really cool. I really could go dive deep with them on personal levels and how they manage to home the schoolwork and. Mm-hmm. That was really cool to see. Um, yeah. And also we created, my ex-husband and I, we created better understandings, mm-hmm. how to organize ourselves as a, you know, a, you know, a separated family. Mm-hmm. So it really got huge benefits for us as a family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, before we're going to talk about what you're doing, the thing I really admire about you is your story. If I'm correct, you studied engineering. You were an engineer for years. And then you found out that the thing was what was is and is hidden within you is not engineering, but is something different. I mean, it's you're an artist, you're a painter if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Um and the thing which I admire is the fact that when I was two I remembered I wanted to become a musician, a guitar player, mm-hmm. but I didn't because my mom and dad said, that's not a job. That's not a real job. You should study something like economics. Okay. <laughs> and and now I'm, for, I'm now 45 and I, I'm, I'm now a musician. Eh? I mean, uh, for, you are? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 but okay. not full, not full time. Eh? I mean, uh, I have a job and things like Congratulations. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it took me more than 20 years to say the difference between I am a git- I am play guitar and I am a guitar player because there's yeah. a difference between that. Yeah, totally. It's the, from the moment you call yourself a guitar player or a musician, you know, mm-hmm. it's depending on how you label yourself yeah. and how you show up. Yeah. 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 How, how, how did that process work for you? Um, well, um, so I've been always very creative and mm-hmm. um, so Uh, First on how I did get the idea to study what I studied before. So Mm -hmm. when I was seven or eight, I was drawing on beer carts, on the back of beer carts, just like the organization of homes or, you know, your houses, stuff like that. And um, and my I, I asked my mom, like, mom, what is a job where you can earn a lot of money with? I don't know why I came up with that. And she said, like, well, notaris, like notary. Yeah. And then it's like a doctor or an architect. And I was like, ooh, what's an architect? And then she told me. So 
And it was so inspiring to me that you can create your own houses, your own designs, that I started, that I just, you know, that was to me clear. And I said, okay, then I will become an architect. And um, so, you know, you go to secondary school, you go to university, and then with the choice of the university to me, it was clear that I wanted to have the combination of the creative aspects mm -hmm. and the engineering. Ah, okay. I like how to know how things work. You know, I want to experience it. I want to understand properly how things work. Um, so yeah, that was that was um, very clear that it needed to be the combination of the two. And also, then I left open more possibilities. Okay. If I wouldn't be very happy with the architect work, that I still could work as an engineer. So okay. that was just my. Uh, idea of leaving open as many possibilities as you know as possible as as you could have, uh, not narrowing down. Um, then um, I was like doing two years of uh, like it's stage. I don't mm -hmm. know. Probably. Internship. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh man, uh, this is really uh, not, not not a thing for me. Uh, I didn't I didn't like the setup of how you were just working at a at the space, mm -hmm. being an architect, and there was totally no freedom. So it was just like uh, like you were working at somewhere else, but you had all the risks, right? Mm -hmm. All the independence stuff that you have to deal with. And um, then I said, like, well. It's difficult to work as an architect if all my knowledge is only theoretical. Yeah. You know, I only can rely on the drawings that I have for my student time to know how to build. You know, it's not that we did two years of internship that woo, there was in a there was all of a sudden this this experience that was added up. No, you just do the administration work and you do the you know, the, you're learning to it. So all the cahiers and stuff like that and the, mm -hmm. and the plans, but not really the, um, the experience work. So then I decided, well, um, I want to work at a general entrepreneur because that way I will definitely learn how to build. Then the knowledge will be very practical. You know, I will be very experienced. I can really tell people how to build stuff because I experienced it. I, um, I needed, I just was curious to have this knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, so I would be like an architect who knew what he was doing. <laughs> and then it's, it started to be very like work, 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 like all the risks, the money, the security, the, the discussions, the, the time pressure. And it was so piled up with work, work, work. So you like, you work 60 hours a week, that turns 70 hours a week, that turns 80 hours a week, right? And then I was like, well, <laughs> there's too many opinions on a project sometimes, how you can cooperate, right? Mm -hmm. And I was not, um, I mean, I, it was, to me at some point, it was really tough. I was like, well, where's my quality of life, you mm -hmm. know? And, and uh, we're talking, we're talking, it's like 10 years ago or how long was it? Uh, that was 2007. 2007, more than yeah, 10 2007. Yeah, yeah. And so I started to work at the General Entrepreneurs 2003. And then you're just like an assistant project lead on a construction site of 1 million of euro. And then, you know, you, you, bigger, it bigger, adds bigger. up, mm -hmm. right? And then because I, I was doing a proper job, you earn a lot of responsibility, you know, early on, just like, you know, I was very ambitious actually, actually. And I was really, you know, I, I was part of what I did and I have, I would prefer to work with people on a, in a, how do you say? in a respectful way, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess um, people, you know, tend to trust you because of that, right? Okay. Um, and then you, you get more and more and more. So one time I said like, well, I want to do this construction site because 
you know, I was driving a lot and I had to, to, to get to the, to the construction sites. I was driving one hour and 20 minutes and it was one way. Okay. Right. So, and then I said like, well, I live in that space. Um, I would prefer to have uh, that uh, construction site if it's possible, you know, because I think I would really do a great job and just, you know, taking away all this um, commuting mm -hmm. and then use that time to actually work yeah. instead of sitting in the car. So actually I would work the same hours, but then again, I would have more work done at yeah. the same time, right? Yeah, well, so, but then at that point with all the discussions, I really was missing uh, my creativity, the, the, yeah. the, yeah, the quality of life, just, uh, yeah, the, the creative expression. And did you, was there, did you ignore signals, signals of your body or um, you could feel that you would feel empty inside that you, that you felt like, yeah, you get more in a, how do you call that stuck in the ruts that you, that you're, you cannot tap into your creativity anymore or. Yeah. So the tapping into the creativity was, I had one sort of, sort of, sort of uh, epiphany mm -hmm. but what I felt before was all the signs of my body so what I had like uh, I had like 10 times a year um, like um, an inflammation of my no. throat and I was like damn you know uh, 10 times a year that's a lot yeah you know um, yeah I, I need to take care of this but you know you think like well <laughs> you don't listen properly, yeah. right? You don't listen properly. So, and one day I was ill at home and, um, after a call with the architects, I found like a Disney book and there was a drawing on it. And I was just, uh, I felt this urge to redraw the drawing on a piece of paper. Okay. And, um, I just did, and it was a bit taller than the original, but that was the, it, I did nothing for years about my creativity. And then all of a sudden I was, you know, I drew a copy of this Disney drawing. And I was like, whoa, I still have it. I, I still, and I can draw. Because as a child, I needed to do portraits. I was in the, in the academy for, for one, mm -hmm. one and a half year. And then we needed to draw portraits. And to me, that was the most difficult to draw. Mm -hmm. And then I decided, well, I'm not going to do that anymore because it's too confrontational. You know, this is really difficult. Mm -hmm. So I drew then the Disney drawing. I was like, come on, I can draw. What am I telling myself? Right? So, and then it all started like, you know, popping in my head, like, oh, well, perhaps. And it, it went very slow, actually. You know, it went very slow because I didn't want to say that job that I was doing goodbye because I was attached to the title and what I was and I wanted it. So it was your identity. It was your identity. Yeah, it was my identity. And, and your state is in a, in a social, yeah, in a so, how do you say that, in a social context because your friends and, and things like that, giving up that title and that identity. Yeah. yeah. But I truly liked as well was working with the people. So you, you yeah. work with directors, you work with project leaders uh, from other firms. You see a lot of people from the, also from, from other entrepreneurial firms, you know? Uh, so you have a lot of contacts. You have a very diverse job. Uh, then there's the, the architects, then there's uh, the, the people like the Bauheer, yes. who pay for the, for, the, for the thing. And then you have your colleagues and then you have the workers on the, mm -hmm. on the, on the construction site. So I truly love to be connected to all kinds of people. So it's give and take and, and you see you can, you cooperate, you really get to you know, create stuff, right? Work together. That was what I was looking forward to. And, and I was like, well, if I stop that, 
there will be lack of all these lacks. So really mm -hmm. thinking in lack terms, right? There will be lack of all these contexts. There will be lack of all these knowledge experiences. And and I actually didn't was looking forward to it. <laughs> so 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 actually, you had fear. You were experiencing fear. Yeah, and there was no trust that I would find a solution somehow. I was not able to cut the strings, you know? I was really hold on tight because I wanted it so hard and I believed I still could. And so I was like, well, I, I, for years I didn't see, um, yeah, a proper solution to it as well. But at the same time, at the same time, deep inside, you felt that that other thing was more closer to who you really are. Yeah, that was actually me. That was yeah, that was actually me. Uh, uh, and then was, I... was mm -hmm. it was it then hard to because in, in the in the with the workers and the and the the directors etc. I mean, I kind of mentioned it. It was fun, mm -hmm. but also weren't you playing a little bit a role there yeah you were playing yeah no. yes, which so... takes energy yeah yeah totally so you it felt like i was wearing a mask no right you just are in this sort of avatar and then you do what you need to do on all sort of level on all sort of levels you know that's how you yeah yeah and and what then triggered you to to say to yourself, this is not my life anymore. I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to be an actor anymore. I want to yeah. be really me. Uh, it was because because you wanted to show your children to really live your dream and not play in some fake kind of worlds yeah. and, tra and trade your soul for some kind of money or prestige. Yeah, that came later. Hmm. Uh, the The first confrontations were actually so um, I was pregnant with my second child and then um, I was already um, at some sort of artist. No, she was an artist. And uh, I asked her before to guide me to, uh, you know, refine my creativity. Mm -hmm. So I felt I was completely blocked. Right. And, uh, but that drawing was still up the back of my mind. You know, I had it, I, I, I had this experience. So I was sure that this, this, this was me. Uh, so I was, you know, seeing that lady already, uh, I guess once out of two weeks and just feeling comfortable being creative again, because I didn't know how to do that anymore. And then uh, normally when I gave birth to my uh, second child, um, I should go back to, I should have been go back to work after three months. Mm -hmm. uh, with the first one, I stayed home six months, but the second one is like, well, I'm not going to do that. I sort of found uh, another job at the company where I was feeling uh, good at, you know, I was, I had a better combination you know, for the, for the kindergarten, for mm -hmm. the oldest one, and, uh, and then the work I was doing. And uh, then during that time, when I was home with, with my um, uh, second baby, um, she got ill uh, when she was eight weeks. Okay. So she had like a respiratory virus infection mm -hmm. where you, when they produce a lot of slime, mm -hmm. And she needed to be in the hospital, and um, that was very impactful, of course. And also during that time, uh, there were two uncles uh, that we had to let go of cancer. Mm -hmm. And then so I was like, well, what am I doing here? Do, do, you, do, you, do you, were those signs for you? Yeah. Yeah, that was really like, that were like wake up calls, like, Mm -hmm. Why would I, you know, have this urgency to uh, do what I've been doing before instead of just taking a bit more time for my children? 
uh, because it would be very beneficial for me to um, narrow down the time that I was at my work and concentrate more uh, on, on these young children in my life. Mm -hmm. um, because I really felt there was a big reward just to being able to um, spend more time with your children. Yeah. And, and, and then, so that happened. I imagine, I can't imagine that, okay, you had that self-reflection, but now then was the, the reality part. You stayed at home and then what are you going to do? We're talking in times of time. Is it now 2014, 2015? No, 2012. 2012. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're 2021. Okay. That's almost 10 years ago. So mm -hmm. you stayed at home, you took care of your children, um, which is also a very, uh, um, wouldn't say that uh, not difficult, but, uh, it's also it's 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 also challenging, of course. Yeah? It takes a lot of I wouldn't say it takes a lot of energy, um, but it's a uh, it's a lot of work. Eh? I mean, uh, <laughs> not going to <laughs> debate about that. Um, uh, my youngest or youngest is three and a half, so, uh, so uh, yeah. It's still it's still uh, challenging at times, really. Yeah. But I mean, I. I'm, I've got, I'm I'm turning forty six, so it's a, a con, con, like concerning the 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 more society rules. It's not something you do uh, on such an age. But I think I'm a better dad than if I if I would have children on my twenty five or thirty. I think as a man, I was not ready at all. And now I don't have that. I have I need to prove anything to the world anymore. So I mean. Yeah, I can be very conscious uh, in in raising and and because actually, he's raising me instead of I am raising him. I know, I know. You know, those are your greatest teachers, right? Yes, he's my little <laughs> Buddha. <laughs> no, but that's cool. You say it about the conscious being conscious about raising your children. That's that's really. I guess that that was it that I was experiencing as well. You know, I want to be there. And I want to, you know, yeah. Not there, there. Eh? I mean, you can be there physically, but mentally somewhere else. But I mean, really. Yeah, there. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean, eh? You know, mentally and physically, you know. Yeah. But, but teaches our wonders. Yeah. Yes, that's I. I tell. I literally tell him that. I yeah. say, "You're a wonder. You're a little wonder. Repeat after me." So. I, I, I let him say him these affirmations. I mean, if we can, if we can, uh, if we make, if we can, we make them believe that uh, Ch Santa Claus is real. I hope yeah. <laughs> there are no children listening. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can, I can say to him, "You are enough." Eh? Repeat after me: "I am enough." Yes, I do you, the same. I say, yeah. "You are enough." Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I love myself. Yeah, the same. You love yourself. <laughs> things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good enough. Things like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, because I, it, it's that voice later on, which is going to repeat in his head. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I have lots of guests who are doing things which they didn't think they were enough. Yeah. And the, the results are there. Even I lived such a way. So yeah. uh, although my, my, my parents did their best, they did what they could do. But for me personally, I think it's time to... Uh, let go of the personal traumas and things inside of me in yeah. order to, I would say, clean up for him so that I don't carry my things uh, towards him. And I I am still convinced that I still will have, will have carried or transferred some mini traumas to, to him because I'm, of course, not perfect. Yeah. Um, meditation also, yes. In, in the evening when he's drinking his milk, uh, I meditate with him. Eh? So uh, he oh, calls yeah. it... Editing. Hmm? You have to tell me about it because my uh, my middle one is asking me for uh, to meditate with her. But the thing is, he's sitting on my lap. I'm closing my eyes, and I, I literally say, "Just pay attention to your um, breathing, okay, and to your belly." 
Okay. And then he said, and then he closes his eyes. He does like this, <laughs> and after one second, he's like, "Okay, done." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a. Uh, but the, he's going to copy that. Uh, yeah, but I, I also think you don't have to over exaggerate with that because if you're going to push it, no, they're going to repel uh, in some kind of way. They will say uh, with your hocus pocus thing, pa. <laughs> so, but but uh, going back to you, um, yeah. so you're sitting at home taking care of your children. Mm -hmm. um, the months go by. Mm -hmm. There is a, a, a small voice inside in you whispering. Seizure, seizure. Sorry, um, there is something to manifest within you, mm -hmm. and is it then some kind of event that triggered that uh, to to really start painting, or how did it? Or he just well, said, "I'm going to do it as a kind of uh, how to say that, not thinking as a, a job, but just to, yeah." Because you have time and you say, okay, the, the, the children are in bed and um, yeah, I'm going to uh, start painting or how did that happen? Um, yeah, so um, I was actually into several, I was interested in several um, things. Mm -hmm. Like I uh, followed like a sewing course uh, to sew like children mm -hmm. clothes. Uh, in 2009 and then I was really into photography okay. and writing mm -hmm. because in 2012 I wrote a children's story so I was okay. still and then the, the first paintings are from 2010 so I don't know what it was the painting but that was the most appealing to me and um I don't know. It's. Uh... But did did it click yeah, for you when know. you had that painting? I mean, I, I what I hear is that you were experimenting stuff. But, I mean, I can imagine. I mean, I did not become great at guitar just by looking at it. I had to do it for more than thirty years. And people yeah. now people now say, yeah, you have talent. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but I just studied <laughs> really, really hard and playing that thing because the first years are quite difficult on such an instrument yeah. for, for everybody. So it's, I think it's the same with painting. It's, it's not that you just wake up and you say, I'm going to uh, uh, paint an Ahos like a Picasso. Um, well, um, my father um, was very creative. Okay. And um, he, they told me at some point because they told me later. So they told me actually way later, later that um, the grandmother of my father, mm -hmm. uh, she was actually painting uh, during her days. Okay. So, and she did really great. And I, you know, you actually, um, I remind myself, uh, there was this urge, you know, I was looking for reasons, just like you ask me now, but all of a sudden my, one of my neighbors was saying like, well, see, uh, he's actually a great guitar player, um, as well. I mean, uh, and yeah, you know, so he said like, well, if you have this urge, that's enough, right? You don't have to explain if you, if you feel it inside you, inside yourself and and this is what appeals to you the most and, you know, go ahead and paint, just go ahead and do it. You know, don't look for reasons to tell to other people why you are painting. Right. No, no that's true. You don't have to rationalize it. Eh? It's just there. Yeah. I, yeah. People ask me also, why do you play guitar? I know it's just something I crave to. It's in me. I don't know why yeah. it's there. I mean, I need that. Yeah. And the more I do it, the better I feel because I like I can express myself creatively and yeah. I can go into some kind of flow state where I forget time and space and uh, whomever I am as in, in terms of ego. Yeah. Yeah. You and even with other people. Yeah. You can voice actually what cannot be told. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, I also think that uh, I had the same discussion last week with Philippe Bayer. He's a writer, also a guitar player, and he says that um, 
he's receiving from universe mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. which he needs to write down and i also see it like that at, yeah. at, i see myself as kind of a medium yeah as a kind of a channel where the music is channeling through and the only thing i have yeah. to do is get the fuck out of the way yeah so when my ego is there and with my head is there i don't make any beautiful music i make very theoretical mathematical music Mm -hmm. But if I just surrender, yeah, then things come out of my hands and I cannot explain it. Yeah. That's that's the I don't have to think about the chords, I don't think I have to think about the notes, it just unfolds itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, you know I I I uh, what I had was this just in the blink of an eye you get an idea mm -hmm. and you have to write it down. So I, I used to paint them when the kids were sleeping, right? So I was busy uh, in the evening painting and then I was not able to stop. So then I went to bed late and then I was lying in bed and I was all this, you know, I was having all these, all these ideas popped up in my mind and I had to get up back again. So I have a lot of drawings and notes in my books, like two hour 10. And I just drew and then three hours, the three, three thirty-five, and then just all these things because I like, I need to write it down because I don't want to forget about this. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just like all these things pop up in your head and it's just like, whoa. And then you go to bed and then there's another idea. And so you get up twice. And once I get up third, three times, I was like, no, no, stop. Just stop now. I'm just going to sleep because you know uh, I needed to be fresh in the morning again. So it's like okay. So when when it's there, the creativity it just will show up anyhow. You know. So at some point you need to trust that there will be enough ideas, and then if you don't if if you don't write them, then or I try to remember them, just mm -hmm. like make a mental print. Uh, like I had one today and I was like, ah, so I'm going to indulge that one so I can go back to it. And now when I'm talking to you, I can recall. So that's good. I've been training myself to do so. <laughs> and then, uh, well, there's, you know, other stuff I forget. But then um, just by doing, you know, you get so much more ideas. Yeah. And then when you stop doing them and you do something else, then just you know doing the dishes showering whatever you do then all these ideas pop up so it's mm -hmm. like that i i heard in, in different statements uh, um, a couple of weeks ago you have productivity eh? like in your work you're productive you're producing stuff and then you have creativity and mm -hmm. creativity is the opposite of productivity I mean, people who are in like a burnout, they can produce that stuff, but they cannot be creative. I mean, for productivity, you need focus, but for, for sorry, for productivity, you need focus, but for creativity, you need unfocus. It's not something that you can force or something. It's just like, well, I would say, wander around and just, I would say, play around a little bit. And then suddenly the creativity comes to you. You cannot say, I'm going to create be creative right now it, it well i guess that's because you're not trained and i guess you know when i was in my burnout yeah i wasn't productive at all i couldn't do anything right mm -hmm. but i i felt i was creative okay interesting yeah, yeah. and um so i went over to the lady to guide me with my creativity to help me because I couldn't express it, but I had these, I was expressing it on many levels, right? Mm -hmm. But I wanted to go deeper. And so that, that needed indeed more time. Uh, and then uh, like last year, um, I, um, at some point, I was in the production of artwork. And um, so I made a planning, um, I knew what to do, but then it was Corona and um yeah just daily life comes up and just takes you out of the the production mode and the creativity so um to cut out the distraction uh for the whole month of may i was 
uh, I had an agreement with myself that I uh, wrote down in a journal what I did that day as a commitment to my productivity. Okay. Yeah. And um, so I would sit and or I was um, writing what I was thinking about or I was um, looking things up uh, on the internet uh, because um, I was I needed some information, more information about stuff that would support me um, in the decisions uh, among my project. Or uh, then there were days that I really was not able to do anything at all that I was like, it's not functioning today. Then I wrote down in, in that in my in my workbook, like, you know, I totally had no interest today in, in being productive. So I let that be right. Just allowing yourself to not be productive was a relief. Mm -hmm. right? Just allowing it to say like, okay, so not today. So then I tried to do other stuff like going for a walk, uh, meditating, like, uh, anyhow. And then what I did as well that uh, when I um, was drawing and I had ideas on one part of the project, then I was thinking like, well, I did this drawing. This was really cool. Well, now I'm going to meditate and ask um, mm -hmm. you know, inside, I mean, for, you know, for information, how I could solve this problem, you know, for more insights and stuff like that. So, and then, you know, some meditations, I really was, you know, having great ideas. I was like, wow, this, this is really a great idea. I can really move on with this. So then I started drawing and other moments, uh, there was, you know, just like it was a good meditation, but then again, it's not like you have these downloads yeah. you know, from how you say cosmic Google. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and then you just are happy with that moment you had before. Mm -hmm. You're having great ideas. So, and then at some point there was about the productivity. So when I was looking at the whole month of May, I was really proud because I could see progress. Mm -hmm. And um, I truly believe I had to change my mind on that uh, subject, like you were saying before. So I thought that was the idea, just, you know, creativity and productivity, but um, like, no, I don't like to say, but it's like, and, yeah. <laughs> and um, it is, it really, you know, there's really a productivity that comes with it that really um, facilitates creativity. Now, uh, so how long have you been painting full time? No, oh, full time. Ooh. Um, so the decision to paint, I have the, the decision to paint. How did that work? You were sitting drinking some wine or something. And then you say to yourself, I choose self love. Now I'm going to paint hundred percent. Yeah. So there was one, there was, the, it was two, there were two uh, things that, um, let me decide that. So there was one, um, artist friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was, uh, we were friends before and um, we reconnected somehow. And um, she was really into Sia. If you want to be a painter, just do and paint. You know, you really, uh, it's not that you've not been to the art school, that you're not able to be a painter. Uh, you're an architect. Um, that, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Was that a self-limiting belief that you had in yourself because you didn't went to art school, that you were not a painter? Because mm -hmm. that, that was also a little bit what I had. I yeah. didn't went to a former school, although I had um, a lot of education of some of these teachers who were working at uh, music universities. Eh? Oh, cool. um, yeah. yeah. Was, was that also a belief that you had because I didn't went to art school? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I felt, I felt like I was missing something. Uh, but then again, uh, with, so you have talks with other artists mm -hmm. and then you ask about stuff like, well, did you learn that during your art teachings and that, and that, and it's like, no, 
we had to discover what you were asking us now or me now we had to discover it on our own and i was like oh i thought that was the reason you went to the art school yeah and then he said like no not at all you just he was very confirmed very firm and said like well you did a good job not going to the art school yeah that's also what i hear sometimes because you learn these kind of um, rules about if, like music should be or not should be and mm -hmm. there is no such a thing as, as a clear path because i also thought that because yeah maybe there you're going to learn stuff the only thing which is beneficial there is the network yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and the fact that you are in some kind of environment yeah. so that's that's the that's the advantage of it because yeah, i totally agree yeah i totally agree yeah that's that's uh yeah that, that's it so um you know to answer your question uh why i decided then to do that so she was really um like well if you want to paint just paint and please don't wait 20 years to start exhibiting because okay. i way too perfectionist to do so and so I was like oh okay thank you so uh, she really encouraged me uh, to believe in myself and to go for it and then I was at this um, so you know since for a longer time if I go to Musea mm -hmm. you know I have this feeling of you know oh you know I belong there you know just the art and then being there mm -hmm. and then the uh all this creativity and then you feel so much when you're there you know mm -hmm. the beauty, the techniques the, the 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 culture the oh so so many things you know how people yeah how you know the the experience and then so when i when i when i'm at musea and when i come back i'm totally full of energy full of you know, life just runs through my veins. You know, it's just like, so I was there, there was one, um, it was a huge exhibition actually, it's called Manifesta. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's one out of four years. Yeah. And it was in Zurich. And it was in, uh, so in, I guess, 200 locations in the city that were contributing to this, uh, to this art exhibition mm -hmm. and you know so you really got immersed so i visited artists that i was really looking up to and then just being in those surroundings and then seeing all the art and just really wanted to be a part of that and uh yeah just contributing and showing like hey i can do this as well then i said like well now i'm just going to decide um I'm going to do this. And then it took a while before you're really a full-time painter because you have this idea in your mind. Mm -hmm. but then you're faced with your reality being totally different. Like, what do you mean? Is that financially you're talking about? Or how does it mean? Or you're like, I mean, I'm now going to paint every day a painting and I'm going to sell it. And what's the difference there? Um, yeah, so I was thinking... Um, in the meanwhile, we were, we were moved to Switzerland, right? And um, I, there was, uh, so we had three children. And in 2016, um, so there was like, the children were three years old, uh, I guess, five years old, and then seven and a half. And uh, I was taking care of the children. Yeah, I was taking care of the children. Mm -hmm. And uh, my ex-husband uh, was then working out of the house and I was then working in the house. So uh, there's there's not much time left. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, I understand. Yeah, and three children. There's no, so you have, you, you have your friends uh, at that point, you're sort of integrated. But then again, you know, it's, um, there's no family there, right? So uh, it, it you really have to fall back, you know, on, on your own. own. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, mostly on your own. Um, so, yeah, that took me a lot of... Um, and also I was engaged um, in different 
So actually, I founded with four other women, like a, a volunteer, volunteering organization. Mm -hmm. And I was also um, engaged at a local organization um, to integrate, right? And uh, to, to get to know the people and because I like to be engaged in the community. And I was like, well, I want to contribute. And since I'm home, um, taking care of the kids, it would be cool to have these connections, right? Mm -hmm. So, and with all that together, it was really difficult to choose at some point, like, well, I want to be a full-time um, artist. And I was also very into sports um, because I needed that, right? Mm -hmm. So I was um, training, uh, for marathons and so it was already um like through you know keeping all these balls in the air mm -hmm. um yeah that um it was it really took me time to decide okay which thing i'm going to leave out mm -hmm. i didn't decide from one day to the other to cut all things short because I was engaged, right? You, you made appointments with other people. So you're in organizations and you still want to, um, yeah, you, you, you want to, yeah. Yeah. How do I have to say it? It's not that you say like, well, bye bye. You, didn't want, you didn't want to disappoint people. You didn't, you didn't, didn't want, want to, to Point, but I also was very proud of what I was doing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, understand. And so I was like, who, how am I going to do this? And, it, you know, I, I, you know, I needed a lot of um, honesty to myself that I was not able to combine everything mm -hmm. that I was doing. And, uh, you know, some, you know, taste of reality as well that, um, yeah, I really needed to choose. Right? And so now how does your life look like? So you get up yeah. in the morning and then you start painting or how does it, how does it? Yeah, well, I'm really looking for the um, best combination, like, um, because I, um, so right now I'm very into uh, get my, so I, I created an art installation last year. Mm -hmm. And I'm really into um, looking for exhibitions. Okay. So um, reacting to call for artists, um, getting the information ready. So we are preparing a website for an architecture, uh, yeah, dot ch. Mm -hmm. So um, I was looking for a virtual assistants to upload all my videos um then you know the exhibition proposals i was preparing to have like dossiers together so i can um if i reach out to people that i was having documents mm -hmm. that i can send again so there was a lot of administration and um yeah so it uh and also we were redesigning the website before so you know the you're into this um Okay, I get up and um, do this and this and this. But what I truly prefer is like this balance of um, work, but not like being a hustle bunny, right? I don't want to be a hustle bunny. And um, so I prefer to do like the journaling and the meditating and the going outside and then the, the um, how do you say, focusing on feeling good, what I want to, uh, what I want in my life mm -hmm. and the joy, you know, looking for the joy and really uh, keeping um, everything like in the green zone, like feeling, listening to your body when you feel like, oh, now I need to eat something because if I don't do this and it can be, you know, 11, right? 11 in the morning and you think like, oh, it's no lunchtime. Well, forget about it. There's no logic to it when you need you, 
when you feel the desire to eat and you just eat because then you can take longer, right? And then it's also uh, difficult in the, in the sense of like every other week, I have the children with me. Mm-hmm. And in here, the children go home, come home from school at uh, 3.20. Mm-hmm. So I really need to, um, how do you say, focus first on what I would like to have done during that day. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, then it's sort of, well, I also prioritizing the kids for their hobbies, right? And then so, you know, what I tend to do is to move aside the painting because what I really like to do is just diving into it for hours. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. But I've been, I've, been, I've been chunking it up, like painting as well for one hour as well. But there's uh, like, so my biggest challenge right now is really having this, um, this, um, yeah, organization, uh, schedule. Yeah, schedule. Yeah, yeah. schedule. The, the, how it really functions, because I, I also decided that uh, the meditating and the journaling uh, will happen um, in the morning. Mm-hmm. Because I can benefit dur- of it during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, last week, it was holiday. So when the kids are with me, uh, I, you know, so during the holiday, I tend to sleep a bit longer. So you don't get up at seven. So when I get up, it's not that I'm going to make breakfast and then say like, well, now I'm going to journal and meditate. So just do whatever you want to be doing. Mommy is here somewhere, right? And I don't do that. And then I was doing it during the night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then you're just writing. Then you, oh, I want to meditate. And then, you know, so, so yeah. So it's, this is to me um, the... The balance. Yeah. The most challenging is, you know, finding a proper schedule. Finding the rhythm. Yes. Finding now... Uh, see if you would go back. How young are you right now? My age? Yes. Uh, I will be turning uh, 44. Ah, 44. Yeah. If you could go back, if you would meet right now the, the see her when she was 16 or 18 years young and she was ready to enter the, the big building to study architecture, what mm-hmm. kind of advice would you give her? Who? Um, hmm. uh, perhaps to have more confidence to really to to really what I do right now is just trusting my gut feeling and that was really I wasn't doing that at all because you were living from your head. Yeah. You know, and also I was, um, so I was very disciplined and very, um, how to say, very, so during the secondary uh, school, mm-hmm. I, I was one of the children or youth that uh, who needed to study, right? for what I was doing there. So, so I was studying on biology and physics because I liked it and also on French, but I truly loved doing it. Okay. Uh, like for mathematics, I was just doing the exercises because with doing the exercises, I knew I would, was able to play with it, right? It gave me confidence. So I was in this mode of, well, you work for it, right? Mm-hmm. You work for it. And then, um, and then when you work for it, then it's very close to the forcing it. Yeah. They have to. Yeah, they have to. No, I need to. I need to. And it's good because, you know, I'm very um, proud that I have this diploma. You know, this a diploma? Degree, degree. Degree, yeah. <laughs> degree. And it comes, of course, from being disciplined and just to work for it when you need it, right? 
But the so, thing is that you can go too far also, eh? because the yeah, yeah. The thing what I'm hearing as a conclusion eh, is the is the. I mean, it's not in the doing; it's in the being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was a complete doer before. Yeah, me too. Eh? Action, 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 action. You don't feel when you're in the action, eh? No, completely. Yeah, now yeah. it's inspired action. Yeah. yeah, I call it aligned action, which is the same. Oh, eh? oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 indeed. Yeah, yeah. Now, we went back. Within 10 years, you will be in New York. In uh, what's it called? The MoMA? What's it called? The MoMA? What's it, called? it will be Guggenheim. Gu and the Guggenheim. Yeah. 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 Is that yeah. your dream? Is that your crazy dream? Uh, so exhibiting in the MoMA is uh, in the in the Guggenheim is uh, yeah, it's uh, well crazy dream. That's just part of the dreams, you know. A crazy dream would be if like uh, so I did uh, this architectural design for nine locations in the city of Zurich, uh, where I combine nature and architecture, you know, as an answer to climate change. And um, it would be really cool to have this in larger cities, like in Paris, in London, in Singapore, in New York, and really inspire people that we have possibilities. And then sort of like, having buildings um, or constructions actually that are made of those. Mm. So that's, uh, that's really contributing to what is possible. You know, the radical responsibility, you don't need a perfect sketch, right? Just to do, then you need to do. You yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Then you need to act. So stuff like that. So things like that. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I was having a bigger vision beyond my vision and I'm thinking what it was about. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I was thinking like, is it, is it, is it this with the cities or did I already move to another one? You know, I don't know anymore. You can have multiple. Eh? I know. Yeah, I know, but I cannot answer it because I don't know anymore. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. Another one will come up, right? It's a, it's a, one of your your children is there a painter in it oh um yeah my so they all the oldest love to draw mm -hmm. the middle one she loves to paint and she's really creative mm -hmm. and then the younger one she made a painting like uh, some months ago from dolphins and also like it was 80 centimeters on 100 centimeters mm -hmm. and she was just <laughs> drawing with this souplesse and I was like and she's seven and, and then she was painting and then she's like you know with a big brush and then she's doing the curves with a lot of paint and that was it you know just this confidence of doing and I was like Wow, this is this is impressive, right? And then the other girls, they were helping her doing the painting. Like, you know, the other one could do the sun, and then the other one was doing a fish somewhere, you know. And it's like, okay, this is this is another level of creativity, you know. <laughs> this is but it's, isn't it? Because I see that also with my son. He loves to paint, and I think the biggest difference is that he is not yet aware of the opinions of somebody else. He's not. He doesn't actually give. Yeah. He, do, he doesn't care about what somebody thinks about his painting. He's just painting. Mm -hmm. Is oh, that the big? Is that what we can learn from them? That. Uh... Um, the thing is, they just express. Well, isn't that something we can learn from them? They express. They are. Yeah, yeah. They they don't define it with labels or rules or they don't need to have a reason for it that's it yeah they don't need to have a reason for it that's a that's a beautiful closing statement okay <laughs> so i i think you're a beautiful soul to be honest i i you were a little bit uh nervous when we started maybe yeah 
what what with what would I ask? What what will I ask? But I think you did great. I think you have a very inspiring story. Thank you. Thank you for your compliment about my soul. <laughs> and I and I and I'm confident that uh, within ten years, I will visit you in New York with my son. He's then thirteen, uh, almost fourteen. So uh, in Guggenheim. So uh, I went there two years ago. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So uh, I will do it again because I want to take him to New York. So uh, and then I say. Yeah. Ten years ago, I had her on the podcast, and he was like, "Podcast? What? What is that? What is that? Podcast? Yeah, podcast? What, is that? What, what, what is that? I mean, I don't know that. I mean, oh, that's so 2020. <laughs> yeah, man. it's going to be like that. Eh? I mean, uh, you're so old, father. Oh. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, deal, deal. You know, yeah. You... I mean. The invitation. I mean, everything's possible, huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just living a life of no compromising, right? <laughs> See, I wish you all the best. Good luck. Lots of pleasure. Yeah. Also with the mothership. And uh, but see you soon. We stay connected. Eh? Yes. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Eh? Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hey, it's Peter here. Thanks a lot for listening to What's On Your Mind. Looking forward to your opinions and comments. And don't forget to subscribe on psgrow.com and leave your email address to stay tuned for future episodes. Bye!